What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Cinema, a movie podcast, where our motto is, we just hope it doesn't suck. This is episode 308, broken up into two parts, A and B. B. A. Thank you. 308A, posting on 1213, will be a discussion on Violent Night, an interesting yes. theatrical release. <laughs> and 308B will be a a posting on 1216 will be a discussion on the latest outing for Jason Momoa in Slumberland from Netflix. I am one of your hosts, Grayson, the good elf, Maxwell. Joining me, as he does every week, and you're welcome, Roger, is my co-host, Roger, Skull Crusher, Stillion, and our lovely firm guest, Chris, yes. Prancer Bond. <laughs> Prancer. That's right. That's right, Prancer. Yes, no? he's I correct. I can't wait to see you in person again. <laughs> But I gave Roger the uh, the the honor of being named um, Santa's weapon. So. I just I don't know why you didn't just call him Santa because this is his, is this, this is just him in a movie. Yes. But I, okay, Roger. What do you pr- appreciate more, being called Santa or being called Skull Crusher, his amazing uh, Warhammer? Well, what if I what if I consider those things to be the same thing? All right, fair <laughs> fair enough. Christmas. What's going on, guys? How are we doing? They all fill the children's hearts with joy. <laughs> do they? Um, I'm do doing, they? Yes. Yeah. So uh, I'm doing good. I'm just recording from the home studio today, so you'll probably hear my children being shrill in the background, a dog bark every now and then. So the, uh, Perfect. the listeners are welcome for that. Perfect. Perfect. That's how we do things. Yeah. What else is going on, guys? What about you, Roger? Uh, I built a kegerator this week. I don't know what that is, but it sounds interesting. What is that? It's a refrigerator that takes a keg. Oh, wow. That's very you. Drilled drilled through the wall, baby. Beer comes out. Yes, it's wonderful. So it's like installed in your house like you have beer on tap now? Uh, In my basement. Yes, I do. Wow, you're really going all out with that basement down there. Good for you, man. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) As one should. Yeah, right? If you had a big, giant basement to hang out and party in, you would do that, too. And by party, I mean sit on the couch and watch TV on a projector. (laughs) (laughs) As I slowly sip a beer. Nothing wrong with that. It is the last week before everyone goes home. Christmas! Oh, sorry. We're recording tonight Monday. Everyone is... I can tell everyone's trying to, like, just pawn off their paperwork on accounting and just get the hell out before, you know, so I've been diligently working to make sure we don't have anything hanging over us over the hiatus. So when do you guys come back back from your hiatus... Well, I fly back Saturday morning. No, no, no. I mean, when do you return back to work? Oh, uh, I come back on the 4th. Wow. It's like yeah. college. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's, 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 it's nice. There's no, there's no paychecks, though. At least not for, I mean, uh, unless you can make some deal with the studio. But most people don't get paid for the hiatus. But Interesting. Um, it's okay. Yeah, it, it's all right. Because we make pretty good money before that and after that. So it's okay. But what else is going on, guys? Are you guys are you guys excited for my return to the studio? Um, I mean, I am now trinkets. after after yeah. being named Prancer, so that's good. <laughs> oh, come on, Prancer, be quiet. Come on now. Sure. Don't don't be mean. Be nice. Sure. Wow, the energy level is way different than last week. Let me tell you guys, way different. Nope. <laughs> nope. My energy level is fine. Just thinking about you coming back, you just really put a <laughs> Sucking downer. the life out of it. <laughs> really put a downer on the I'm rest excited of this to be back. Uh, excited to see you that's, two idiots. That's excited good. To <laughs> excited to see people. I'm, I mean, I, I do miss Pittsburgh when I leave, but it's uh, it's nice to go to be away for a while and come back. But let's do a show, gentlemen, shall we? <laughs> let's do that thing. All right, this is episode 308 of For the Love of Cinema, a podcast about movies, film, and cinema. It was posted each and every Tuesday and Friday at 5 a.m. on Podbean, which sends distributes to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music. Each and every week, we start with the box office, curtain, upcoming releases, what streaming trailers and movies of the week. Without further ado, as Trishan says, let's jump into the box office. Not much of a difference here this week. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, still taking the number one spot. 11.2 domestic. Yes, sir. $769 million. Nice. Nice. Not too bad at all. That movie is doing yes. very well for itself. Violent Night is doing much better than I thought it would. $8.7 million, a worldwide of 42. I'm glad that movie is doing well. Uh, at least what I can yeah. say is well these days. We're going to talk about that one a little later. Strange World, another $3.8 million. 
53 million in the box office total. Not great for worldwide take. <laughs> yes, sir. The menu, 2.8 million at 58. Did you ever think the menu would outperform Strange World? <laughs> nope. I, well, that's so we're in a strange what? world these days. Hey, oh, here we are. Oh, and, and, and Roger, the movie Ooh, you champion, this man, <laughs> and the movie you champion, devotion, two million, bringing in a worldwide in several weeks of 17.5 million of 18 American dollars. 18 American. I have seen devotion, I've seen the Fablemans, I've seen a whole bunch of movies now that Atlanta has it. Not a lot of people have. I really enjoyed devotion, and I think you guys would too, but I don't, it's a slower. It's kind of a slower build, but it doesn't explain why. It doesn't explain the the super small box office. I just don't think people know about it and or care about it. That's got to be it. Because it's, it's a fine it war didn't movie. Do that well. I am too. It's a fine war movie. It really gets you. It it, it hits you in the emotional feels. Um, I'm surprised it didn't it didn't do better than it, it has been doing. But there's a box office. Not a lot of jostling around. Let's see where Top Gun the re release is sitting. Oh, it fell. Oh no. It's not even in sight. Oh my goodness, no. where is it? It's, it's gone. It's gone. I don't even see it. Oh my goodness. Although the big news was um, Tom Tom Cruise got snubbed at the Golden Globes. That movie deserves Wait. some. Oh well, no, I'm sorry. Nominated. Yeah, t- didn't didn't Tom get snubbed? Oh, I don't know. Sure. Um. So. So Top Gun. I I, I lied. I I missed it. It's number thirteen. It's back up to thirteen. And when you click it, it goes. It feeds into the worldwide box office, not just. So they must be somehow combining it, but it's at one point four eight eight billion. <laughs> almost there, baby. Almost there. We are definitely going to get a third one of that. I just saw an article about that today. Very excited for that. What say you on the third one, guys? What What say you, Chris, about your opinion on I mean, the third one of those? I mean, it, it's probably going to come out in like what twenty years, so it'll probably be good when it comes out. No, it'll no, it'll. I'm sure it'll be two or three years away, but I'm sure it'll be a lot of air to air combat. Whatever. It I'm is, just. I go, hope anyway. I'm just go. I'm just going by their current cadence, release cadence. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, until they speed really it up and actually release it, I'll just assume it's on this regular schedule. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> in 2041, we'll get an we'll get an announcement about Top Gun three. Top Gun or Tom Cruise will look the same as he does today because he doesn't. Y'all have no doubt. I have no doubt about that. Let's look at some upcoming stuff. We're just going to breeze over this very quickly. Some stuff got moved around. Uh, So December 9th, this past Friday, brought us Father Stu Reborn. I'm sure that didn't do anything. Spoiler alert went wider. I mean, you just read the top five. It wasn't there. It wasn't wasn't even the top ten. I still still can't. I still can't Wait, believe the title. How bold that title is! You, like you had the balls to give it to even like change the name of it on your re-release when well, it came out with the thing, for the first. Here's time. the thing: I don't understand because I've watched it again within the past week, and it's every. I mean, Mel Gibson steals a show, and every scene he's in, that scene, the movie belongs to him. He's the best part about that movie, bar none. Uh, and I don't understand why more people haven't been watching it. I don't understand why no one watched it to begin with. I mean, I that's, mean, we watched a, it to begin with. It's a better movie than good. me. Well, I disagree. I'm I have a different assessment now, but I kind of enjoy it. I don't I don't think it's you know re-release worthy, but I, I really no. enjoyed watching it again. But, I mean, if if you eat a shit sandwich enough times, you'll like you'll start to you know get used to the flavor. Yeah, you'll you know what I mean. So right? yeah, if, if 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 you're gonna keep watching the shit movie, eventually you'll just be okay with it. So. Yes, sir, indeed. Let's talk about the 16th, which is coming up in just a few days. Avatar, The Way of Water. I, I'm, oh boy, I'm so excited. I'm, I'm seeing, the, I'm watching the trailer over and over again to the point where like I, I can't think about much else besides Avatar. Now I'm very excited for this. I, I just, I don't know what it is about James Cameron, but until he disappoints me with a sequel that he makes at the helm, then mm. I'm just going to assume well, so every you, time you have a lot of, a lot of very specific things to say about. <laughs> James Cameron in a sequel that he makes that well, he didn't he, make Terminator. Also, well, his I name mean, was just behind it, like it was just like one of those, like yeah, give him a credit. Like it wasn't a, he didn't have any creative input in that. I don't know about that. He put his name on it. He had something well, to do with it. Well, because the characters are his, the story is his. So I mean, as far as that's concerned, but he didn't. I don't think he was worried about the that as much as he should have been. Um, if if he just spent all the time on 
if he had spent the time on on Terminator, he spent on Avatar. Terminator would be, it'd be back to being what it is on top. But <clears throat> unfortunately, it is not. But I'm very excited for that one. Of course, you guys know that Wednesday the 21st, yes, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, December 23rd, which is a Friday, Babylon. Empire of Light goes wider. Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery on Netflix. And I Want to Dance with Somebody. And then no major releases until the end, until next, until January. So, boy, if there's ever yeah, really, a... Really, really light December. Just I think they're trying to out of the way next of, year. I mean, or they're getting out of the way. I mean, they've watched Black Panther just train wreck everything. And it'll, it'll win up until Avatar comes out. I mean, it won every week. Until Avatar comes out, came out. So, but there's not really I mean, been anything we... to contend with it. Really, has there been? I mean, I don't know. No, I don't think Black, so. Black Panther took off everything else. I don't. I don't know how they quantify any of that stuff anymore, though. So, that's the thing. I don't. I really don't know how they do that. So, but there. So, not much has changed there. But there you go. There's your. Uh, What's coming out uh, next? Next year starts off pretty stacked, though, so I, I'm I'm somewhat excited about that. I can't say I'm really excited, but I am somewhat excited about it. You confidently say that you're somewhat excited. That's nice. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I'd like a little bit. What's streaming? Hulu and yes, Roger, I'll give it to you. Palm Springs by director Marks Barbacow, Andy Samberg, Christine Milotti, J.K. Simmons, 2020. Hell of a movie. One of the best movies we've seen in years. An absolute 10 in every way. So check that out if you have Hulu. (laughs) Check that one out. All right. The Last Duel by director Ridley Scott, Matt Damon, Adam Driver, Jodie Comer, 2021. Uh, I really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was much, much better than people gave it credit for and or saw it in in the theater. It was definitely a movie you had to see in the theater. Of course, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Adam Driver, always worth the price of admission on the big screen. Uh, if you haven't seen it, you can you can see the movie that Ridley Scott put his mouth in his his foot in his mouth about uh, and see why he did it. But he called millennials idiots. So there's a there's, yeah, there's a good I happen I happily watched the last duel on my phone and said eat shit Ridley Scott. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't remember if you you remember that whole debacle. Yeah, no, I remember. Yeah, we talked at length about it. All millennials uh, are assholes watching stuff on their phone and not in the theater. Yeah. That's what is what he said. Yeah. Goddamn technology yeah. ruining the way well, don't worry. Done. Nobody watched that movie on their fucking phones either. So yeah, that's true. Hey-o. That's true. Hey-o. <laughs> All right, Sorry, Roger, another another oldie but a goodie for you. The Transporter by Louis Leterrier, Jason Statham, Schwanke, Francois Francois Berland, Matt Chalzé, two thousand and two. Why do you like the Transporter? Uh, shirtless, oiled up Jason Statham, Jason Statham with bicycle pedals stuck to his feet, kicking the shit out of everybody in a garage. That's why I love the transporter. I would Questions, agree with you. Concerns? <laughs> well, I mean, I think the transporter was tailor made for Jason Statham the same way that John Wick is almost tailor made for Keanu, and it just works. Oh yeah, I don't know if the like, transporter was Jason Statham's like, like knockout. Like this is I'm here now. Sort of thing. So, watched Transporter yeah, I mean, a lot it, when I was in college because it was fucking awesome. Well, it was fun too. That's and you can't really. It was fun and it moved well and there's a lot of great action in it. So I don't. It wasn't a great movie, but it's certainly one of those ones that you could. I mean, you just said it. You could sit around with your with your buddies, have a few beers in college, and just watch it and just talk and make fun of it, whatever. But bunch of bros yeah. doing bro things. <laughs> bunch of bros watching a shirtless, things. oiled up man beat up other dudes. Oh yeah, Amen, brother. brother. Liar, Liar by director Tom Shattuck, Maura Tierney, Amanda Donahoe, Carrie Elwes, Jennifer Tilly, 1997. Chris, tell us about Liar, Liar. Liar, Liar is, in my family, a wholesome family film that we grew up watching. I had this, I had this thing on VHS. Nice. Jim, right? Jim Carrey plays Fletcher Reed, who is a... Holy shit! You even know his last name. Yeah, I do. listen. I watched the crap out of this movie. This um, he he is a lawyer who is decent at his job. He's uh, looking to move up, and throughout the and throughout this, he tends to disappoint his son Max. And finally, Max makes a wish, a birthday wish that his father can't tell a lie anymore, which is the number one way he disappoints Max. And hilarity will ensue for the rest of the film. Um, it's it's just I don't know. The movie is it's got a lot of comedy in it. It's it's just, I don't know. The movie works. It's a, it's a 90s film. It screams 90s when you watch it. 
and the, the whole ride it's just wholesome in, in the end i like this movie it's it's one of my favorites as a kid growing up me and my brother love this movie we watch it nice. all the time i mean if nothing else you do have jim carrey who i whom i didn't mention i don't know why i didn't mention jim carrey but i mean that's i don't know why in the 90s, i don't know why i didn't mention jim carrey but you, <laughs> you really you really can't in late 90s like that was jim carrey's time to shine man you really couldn't go wrong with jim carrey yeah, so, so a liar, liar. Me and my brother watched like together, and my brother loved the mask. He he'd put that on whenever whenever he got the chance. Smoker. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I did that. Callback. You, you did, but... <laughs> All right, I this went week's what streaming? I went for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this week's what's streaming on Hulu? Palm Springs, The Last Duel, The Transporter, Liar, Liar. All available for you to watch if you subscribe to Hulu. Which you should anyway, because Hulu's actually got a decent service there. I was looking through some stuff last night. It's not it's not too bad of a service that they offer. You should also watch The Bear on Hulu, because that show fucking rules. Hulu as a and streaming service covers a lot of good ground, actually. Like they do. They really do. And they have Pig. Which is fantastic. It was. It was I, I couldn't believe how good that movie is. Pig. You can watch that one as well. Let's talk about some trailers. I and I want to know what is going on in the trailer for Cocaine Bear. Everything. It's uh, it, it's explained very well in the in the title of the movie. Uh, there's it's a bear <laughs> that fucking does cocaine. There's some cocaine and a bear, and when you combine the two, you get something beautifully terrifying. <laughs> but I aren't you watching the trailer like wow? I someone really just had fun with this one. Yeah. So, I mean, look, dude, it's not a it's not a nature documentary. <laughs> Let's just put that out there. It might be. I mean, you think it could it was be. They filmed in real time. I think, so. I think there's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, there's parts in this trailer that, that look like they look really good. The CGI looks great, and it's just it's got a really eerie feel to it. And then you've got this cocaine bear sniffing a line of coke off of someone's dismembered leg. You know what I mean? Like it's or just... slow motion jumping into a back of a moving ambulance. Listen, that's badass looking. All right, like that's the. I'm glad they end the trailer with that part because it looks sweet. It's just it's just such a weird vibe from this thing. It's gonna be a weird ride. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I'm here what for is... it. This is the kind of movie that comes out and ends up making like a hundred million dollars because people love it. And they're like, Oh, you got to go watch cocaine bear. Or, or it, it makes nothing. like or, seven and a half million. <laughs> you know or what it I makes mean? Nothing at all. Yeah. You know, one of my favorite whack action movies, not to, not to just go down the, uh, the Jason Statham, um, pathway. I love crank. I think crank is an incredible movie, but if you think of the premise behind crank, it's completely asinine, right? Yeah, it's it, well, it's out of this world insane. Yeah, but the, you think I can't get behind Cocaine Bear on the same premise that I fucking love <laughs> Crank? <laughs> You're wrong. <laughs> no, not I'm here I mean, for no. it, bro. Well, I mean, Cocaine. Um, I mean, it's the same thing as like it's Velocipaster. It's all these silly whoa, whoa, movies whoa. that are coming. Well, Velocipaster. Until I watch it, I assume is a fake film. No, no, I've seen it. I've seen the whole entire thing. It is. It's a lot of you fun. You watched Belong. Why didn't we talk yeah. about that? The, we went over this when he did watch it. He mentioned it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, no, we. I definitely watched Velocipaster. I really enjoyed that one. Um, yeah, so uh, it was we should, great. You guys it should was, watch it, that it, one. It, it was a movie Marvel. It is Marvel exactly Velocipaster is a Marvel movie. Yes, yes, yes. Oh. It is exactly what you think it is. A Veloci- a Veloci- a pastor turns into a Velociraptor. All kind of weird shit happens. It's exactly <laughs> what you'd expect. So. It's everything I need. Exactly what you'd expect. It's Cocaine Bear available coming out. Wait, February, right? Cocaine Bear? Yeah. Yeah, so I think they fucked up the release date. Like, this should come out the Valentine's Day week. Like, how <laughs> what a power move that would have been. That or an Easter film. <laughs> Easter Sunday <laughs> release of cocaine. <laughs> mm. I don't want to okay. agree with him, but he's absolutely correct. <laughs> All right, let's talk about some t- two big ones: Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. What are we thinking, gentlemen? No oh, man, people are gonna die. Why do you th- Why do you think that? Well, I know contracts are expiring. Multiple oh, no. contracts. Spire. So, yeah, but they don't. I mean, it's not like they they don't have to kill the characters. I'm just asking you why you think they're going to die outside of, like, why story wise they're going to die instead of contractors. 
going on because that's how you remove ending. people from from movies anymore. You kill them off, especially if they die as heroes, which yeah, you I mean, should like, love. It's the only time you can get stakes out of these films is when the contract's up. Pretty much. I don't know. Well, thank, thank, you, thank you for admitting that, gentlemen. I appreciate that. I'm going to remember this one when we're talking about Marvel in a few. I've never well, once. First off, I, I never didn't once, say that. He did that. Yeah, and I've never once disagreed with you that, that there's, you know, that they have a hard time, you know, creating stakes. You know, I've never said otherwise. I'm just saying that, you know, that seems to be when they kill off a character. You know what I mean? When, when one of them wants out. I do, I do really have a problem with someone like um, uh, who... Um, What's his face? He plays Drax. What's his? Oh, um, Batista. Batista. Stepping away because he said he wants to be done with the character. Then don't take the character. If you, well, if you mean, know you're not going to stick with on. it. In his defense, he's been the character for what? Ten years? Yeah, 2014, oh. right? Is the first one? Yeah, 2014. Okay, so eight years. That's a long time, man. It is. It is a long time. But, I mean, it's you kind of have a... If, I'm I'm just of the mind that if you take the character, then you've got you've, you've got to see through until the until creatively it's done. You've got to see it through. Well, I mean, creatively they can kill him off and it'll be done. Well, sure, <laughs> sure, but we we'll we'll see how how it plays out. But I'm excited for Volume Three after the holiday special. I wasn't quite crazy on Guardians, but I'm I'm kind of on that vibe again. I'm gonna watch that. I'm gonna watch the whole. I'm gonna watch the holiday special on Christmas Day. Well, the holiday special was it. awesome. I mean, it was. Just- if you didn't listen to our last week's episode, it was awesome. It is the but one of the reasons Dave Batista awesome. doesn't want to do anymore is he is having trouble keeping himself in that kind of shape to play that role. Which, I mean, man's in his fifties, bro, and he's well, still also it's he's I mean, look, you see, you you mentioned something last week that it didn't dawn on me until I listened to the episode, but. Um, stepping away from the character to play Marcus Phoenix is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In Gears of War. I didn't know that was still happening. I haven't seen any, any updates about that. Is that still happening? Oh, yeah. Dude, he's he's openly lobbying for it. And well, it doesn't mean he's got it I yet. Heard, it doesn't mean... I mean, it's it goes a long way. <laughs> I, ho- I hope he gets it. I, I think that would be a really interesting movie to put on the screen, or at least an interesting property to adapt. Um, I I love those. It's one of the few Xbox franchises I love, but I, I think the story's great. I love the characters. So I really hope that that's great. Because Halo, as we all remember, not great, Bob. No, not they completely fucked that up. <laughs> Damn. It, it's funny because, like, it doesn't... How could you? Well, I mean, you don't follow the lore. <laughs> that's I mean, just sure. it. But that's all discussion for another day. Let's talk about Indiana Jones 5, the final trailer for this episode. What are we thinking outside of does anyone care about Indiana Jones anymore? Okay. Uh, I want to go first here. So uh, I watched a lot of Indiana Jones growing up. My family is Indiana Jones people. Like my parents loved them. So I watched them a lot. Uh, I don't give a shit about this movie. <laughs> um, and here's the thing like, I like Crystal Skull. Like, I thought it was an interesting twist on the Indiana Jones like mixing in some sci-fi like I thought that was, that was cool it was a nice a nice sort of blending the two genres together instead of just the action and whatever but with with this man I, I just don't care he, he doesn't look great it's probably not gonna be great I have a lot of problems thinking that it would be great so so and, and like I'm confused by the trailer as well. You know what I mean? Because like there seems to be a lot happening in this trailer, mm-hmm. but like it, like are they time traveling? Like I, I just I don't get it. Oh, that'd be cool if they did. No, no, no. <laughs> they're not time traveling. I mean, it, it's all it's in the it's in the indie timeline. It's not like it's not okay. in the indie timeline. But look, when in doubt, I mean the not indie has fought the Nazis before. <laughs> He's always going to fight the Nazis. That's just you know when in doubt, Nazi out. If you don't have a villain for your film. You're not going to find anyone that would uh, prefer you not pick on the the Nazis because no one cares about Nazis. So, um, I mean, it's always a safe. I don't bet. know about that anymore. <laughs> what do you, what's the what's the other side of the argument? <laughs> Chris laughed. That's all that matters. I mean, I just, I, sure, but I mean, Indy and the Nazis they kind of go hand in hand, but. I think Harrison Ford wants to be done with this character so bad. I don't understand well, why see, he keeps doing it. Yeah, so that that would be the thing that I would I would say um, about this is if you really wanted to be done with a character, why is he doing a fifth movie? 
Like it doesn't make well, any sense. Thing. And I and I just said about Batista, if you take the role, you better stay through it. But look, in his defense, there's no way that he knew. Like I, I'm sure when he when they did this, they're like, yeah, they're, if it's popular, he might do a sequel. He had no idea it would be Indiana Jones would be as big as it has been. So and in as big as it was in the past, it really kind of caught fire, in you know, long decades ago, which is where it should have stayed. But I mean, sure. it's. Uh, he's openly said he doesn't want to do it. He openly said he he didn't even want to do Star Wars, and he's like, ah, I got coerced into it. Fine, but I can I don't understand why he keeps doing these movies. And maybe I'm wrong about him wanting to do it. I don't. I think I've read somewhere that he said he definitely didn't want to do another one after this for sure, and barely wanted to do this one. But I have a feeling it's you know, it's everyone involved. Like I mean, when when Spielberg says Harrison, can you give me one yeah. more? I don't know, man. It's what a weird thing to be like. I don't want to do it anymore. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Hey, here's a fifth movie. Uh, okay, great. <laughs> Good to hear. He's, he can't need the money. There's no way. No, he's he, need he, no. Well, I mean, I mean, maybe he heard out the pitch and he really liked what he heard. You know what I mean? Like maybe there's a chance that, you know, you know, someone called in a favor, got, sat him down in a room, pitched him the script. And he really bought into it. Maybe he took it home, he read it over, and he thought, yeah, no, I think I really want to do this film. I, think I, guess, sure. I, I guess that's, that's possible, that. sure. And technology yes. might be to the point where if you have a stunt guy who really looks like you with a little bit of makeup and prosthetics, you really don't have to do much, and you get the paycheck. Oh. I mean, I mean, in that trailer alone, there's a CGI horse jump that is oh, not real. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can tell. <laughs> not great, Bob. At first, I thought this was fake or like a fan-made trailer. I had to watch it a few times. I, I the like, trailer does weird. look a little janky. Let's just lay that out there right now. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, mean my here's favorite the, part of the trailer. At least it's not a Disney. At least it's not a Disney Plus episodic show. That's true. Could have got <laughs> so that would have yeah. been awful. Or like, didn't they do a young indie? Didn't someone do that at one point in time? Oh, I don't. It was know like a young Indiana that. Jones, something like that. Anyway, yeah, but. I loved when he said everyone he's and my favorite part of the trailer was it's kind of it's kind of a tongue in cheek comment on itself about he told everyone to get back because his whip was going to keep everyone back. And then everyone just pulled they a gun. Just on all him. Pulls out a gun. Yeah. yeah. Like Indy, come on. You're decades out of your league here, buddy. Uh, I can't. I mean, the bull whip I, was never really weapon of choice. Let's just throw that out there. I know when Indy four was coming out, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, people were really hyped and then very much deflated very quickly. So I remember yeah, that. I mean, that hype so. might hold people at bay. So we'll see. We will definitely see with that one. I, I can't imagine even the indie faithful are hopeful for this one. I can't imagine they have high hopes for this. I mean, I'm an indie faithful. I do not have high hopes for this. There's, that's my point. It's, you know, it's built in that you're built in ready for the disappointment. Mm-hmm. All right, gentlemen, let's talk about Roger's autobiography, Violent Night. Cocaine. Oh, oh, wait. <laughs> Cocaine, Santa. Cocaine Santa riding. No, Santa riding cocaine bear delivering presents to all the little boys and girls in the world. Eight the... tiny cocaine bears pull Santa Claus. That's sweat. just the Russian version of this film. <laughs> That's right. Let's talk about Violent Night. Let's get the particulars out of the way first, though, shall we, gentlemen? Let's. All right, Violent Night. Here we go. Let's talk about the... Oh, yeah, not talking about the particulars. Talk about the Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes actually got a decent divide. Chris, this is one of you... I know you love to talk about the divide. Um, yeah, I do. Actually, the, the tomato meter is a little different. The tomato meter is a little different than it was hours ago. It was like 38 and 88. Now it's 72 and 88. Oh, no. Well, it's, it's, just, it's dropping by the second? No, no, it's... The tomato meter was 38. It's now at 72. That's strange. I could have sworn it was not that high earlier. I would have sworn. No, no, it, it, no, it was. That fills well, in. Not oh, no, maybe I'm thinking of Slumberland. I might be thinking of Slumberland. But yeah. so the, the, the tomato meter for Violent Night, 72. The audience score, 88%. I yes. think it's about right where it should sit. I agree. I agree 100%. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. For those people who enjoy it, they're really going to enjoy it. If you're not into it, you're really not going to be into it. It's just that simple. Yeah, so that, that's something you have to lay out. Like, look, if you're not into this after like the first 15 minutes, you're hard out for the whole movie. Yeah. You yeah. Might as well just, if you're you might there, as well just though, if you're there, it's 
It's there for you. <laughs> All right. David Harbour as Santa Claus. Beverly D'Angelo as Gertrude Lightstone. John Leguizamo as Scrooge, which is great, by the way. Kim Gigandet, who we all love to hate, as Morgan Lightstone. Eddie Patterson as Alva Lightstone. Brendan Fletcher as Krampus. Excellent. Alex Hassel as Jason Lightstone. Mike Dupood as Commander Thorpe. Alexis Louder as Linda. Directed by Tommy Workola. Roger, tell us, give us a, a, what Violent Night is about. So uh, Violent Night is an autobiographical thing shot by me and a team that followed me around over oh, one I, long night a couple years ago. All right, let's, let's and... get, what's Violent Night about? Come on. <laughs> Come on, man. That's my A game. I was doing good. <laughs> How dare you take this moment from him? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, so, like, this is about Santa Claus um, having the not the best... Uh, having the not the best Christmas journey out on his, uh, his night and ends up having to stop a home invasion armed robbery. Kind of. That's the best way to put it. He doesn't it. have to, but in the spirit of Christmas, I mean, he does. Yeah. Because he's fucking Santa Claus and that's what they do. <laughs> Apparently he used to be a, a nine, a Viking warrior, a 9,000 BC Viking warrior. <laughs> Which is which is awesome, by the way. Let's talk about that for a second. Oh, one hundred percent. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. So you know, Santa again has to save Christmas. Uh, it, I like how they tie a lot of things in. They tie, you know, they tie into you know, some couple of things we've been dealing with in films for a little while. For Santa Claus films, is you know, people, are, you know, not the world doesn't at least the first world America doesn't quite believe in Santa as we used. Like Christmas isn't what it used to be with the whole Santa Claus thing. Um, no, it's has, uh, old Santa's kind of losing his luster. Honestly. I don't know if it's uh, like retail's gone down, or I don't know what's gone down, or everything's just open on normal hours on Christmas. I don't know what it is, but it's you know belief has gone down, and that kind of tied into this. Um, I love the character of Scrooge and a Krampus. I, I just I think this is a movie that if you go into it with an open mind and just you know having a good time, you're gonna love it. Well, yeah, I think that's it, fair. If you go into this looking for an Academy Award winner, you're very obviously going to be disappointed. But well, that's the I, link I that David, I always talk about. I think David Harbour does a great, gives a great performance here. That's Oscar worthy. I believed him as Santa Claus, as this Santa Claus. Well, I don't know if it's Oscar worthy, but I certainly thought this was one of his better roles. Yeah, no, and as far as like, 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 well, you can tell that that some of the people in this movie were just they were having a blast, right? I mean, oh yeah, they had fun, especially David Harbour. Like, like he was, I can imagine him on set just just loving life this whole time because, like, it's you can it feels like that they had that they were having fun while you're watching this this film, which like you can, you can feel it coming from screen, and I had a great time with that part of it. I mean, I watched Santa Claus vomit out the side of his sleigh directly onto a woman's head. After eating and drinking all their stuff. And then I knew I was hooked. (laughs) I mean, it does a good job of showing you what you're in for, right? Yeah. Of course. You know, I I, I did enjoy Santa flying around, but he's like, he's like undoing his belt because he's getting fat. Like he's putting his feet up on the sleigh. He's like, he's like, he stands up and he's just pissing off the side. (laughs) I, yeah. I I would have gone a little different route with the whole because that's the arc, of course, is even himself is he's kind of on the other side of Santa Claus being Santa Claus. And he doesn't like he's kind of phoning his performance in for the I don't mean horror. I mean, he's phoning in the Santa Claus performance. He's kind of um, done with being Santa. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's you know, he's isn't he drinking at some point on the sleigh, too? Or no, he's drinking in the bar. That's where we first meet him. He's well, drinking, he's drinking in the bar. The prequel to the Santa Claus. I, no, <laughs> yeah, I like this is it. Well, so like, like actually, like David I'm, I'm, Harbor was the guy that fell off the roof that Tim Allen found. Yes, let's just go with that. But anyway, Chris, go on. Well, because like I was gonna say, uh, he drinks it multiple times in the slate too. Uh, at one point, he's in someone's house and he takes the guy's six pack and leaves him a card. True. So <laughs> he's great. He's, by the way, he's definitely drinking like at all points in this. <laughs> Every time he's at well, the house, he drinks whatever liquor he finds. But that's the well, fun drinks, of it. And drinks the $4,000 bottle of uh, Dubois, um, <laughs> the brandy at the uh, the rich people's house. So, yeah. Wonderful. That's kind of the fun. That's like the devilish fun of this movie is that's, that's what they're counting on, the fact that people love that and want to take their friends to see 
this outrageous movie. Yeah, which I mean, fine. I, I, this, so this is also based on. Uh, there is some, there is some. Um, excuse me, some. Of course, there's like there's always been someone's take on 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 Christmas on Santa. You know, there's always you know there's always a Christmas Carol thing. We just watched something not too long ago. There's always this, a, a retelling of Scrooge Christmas Carol that kind of thing. I, I just I find this interesting, and we just had Fat Man two years ago, which I also loved. Very similar yeah. premise, by the way. Uh, it, it's this one is there's nothing wrong with Violent Night, and here's the thing I always talk about that missing link between movies you really enjoy but suck, but and also Oscar winners is there can be in between. Yeah, and I think absolutely. this is one of those. This is one of those. I think it's perfect for you want to sit down and make dinner and have an, a lazy night six months from now. Why not? If it's on streaming, you're going to be like, Oh hell yeah. Violent night. I love that movie. I can't so, wait to bust this out at my like a holiday party in a couple of years. Be like, we're watching a couple of the like, normal corny Christmas movies and then violent nights coming on. We're all going to laugh, you know, cause it's, well, I mean, that's what this is, man. Yeah. But yeah, but you don't tell anyone with small children there and you let them find out for themselves <laughs> what this movie is. First. No, we're adults. If you bring your kids to this party, that's up to you. So, there's Fair. no filter here. <laughs> I mean, Bad Santa was like that for a lot of people. That Bad Santa. So one of my true story. I don't. I don't know if I've ever told this on the show about when I watched Bad Santa in the movie theater, and in the first five minutes, I watched forty people leave immediately. <laughs> What's that? Like, it, was, in, in, within, it was. It was like a half full minutes. house, and within all these five people minutes, just got up and left. Yeah. Well, within five not. minutes, there's a there's a woman being railed in the back of a bar. You know, from Santa Claus, who's saying "fuck me, Santa, fuck me, Santa." Fuck. Yeah, so I mean, I get it if it's yeah. not your thing, and I can get you going into something like Bad Santa, like, oh, maybe this is like a he's a, he's just misacting or he's just being cheeky and like, no, Bad Santa is about as rated R as you get. Yeah, and so is this, but in a different way though. This is like ultra violent. Yeah, it's I mean, of, there's some language. I mean, the <laughs> Gertrude, the mom, is uh, she's a. She's just a peach of a lady. Beverly D'Angelo. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's I think it's wonderful. funny that it's her, you know, the the wife from all the the vacation movies, which is funny, you know. That's of course, you know, one nice, of them, some nice of them little... being Christmas vacation. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, well, she's got a long movie. she's got a massive lineage of films too, though. So, I mean, she's oh, yeah. not just those, uh, but you know, tons of movies. If you ever watched Entourage, she played a really uh Really, oh, Gertrude like lady, yeah, Babs and Entourage. So, which Babs is who always like she, Babs who who always had the biggest cock in the room. Yeah, yep. Didn't matter definitely, where she was. was. Yeah, absolutely. And that was fine. So <laughs> I did. I did but enjoy yeah. her in there. I did enjoy. I love Leg Leguizamo. Uh, <laughs> I thought he was perfect for that role. I really did think he was great. Where do you put him these days? Where do you put like what does he do anymore? Leguizamo. I'm not asking like, oh, like what do you do? I mean, like what is. What roles does he want these days, John Leguizamo? I mean, legitimately, like, John Leguizamo was never, like, a big-time box office draw, right? Like, that's not what he was. He's never an action star, but he was always the guy in the periphery that you're like, hey, man, that guy's cool. And he's in a lot, he's in a ton of movies now. I mean, like, all the time. And, you know, he never does a bad job. Like, think about, we just watched him, he was just in the, the menu as the actor guy there, and you know, it was perfectly fitting, and I think I, I think he he's a hell of a good role player, right? Well, he, he can, can be a funny he guy. Can the right he role. can be a serious guy. He can be like this guy. He's just a bad dude in here, you know, and that's that's fine too. So I, I, guess, I mean, he's just trying to steal three hundred million dollars, which is fine. I mean, yeah, whatever. I mean, just just a small thing, three hundred mil. You know, nothing, nothing, uh, nothing to sneeze at. So. No, and it's one of those things that this is one of those a lot of dominoes have to fall in the right direction for this movie to play out the way that it does. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, he has to he can, what he he ends up being at that house to say that little girl because he like he drinks too much and sits in the massage chair and almost like passes out. <laughs> he falls asleep. He fell asleep. Yeah, well, that's the thing. He was like, legitimately asleep when it happened, which is perfect. How the hell does he get to the entire, you know, he, you know, half of the world in one night at, at the pace he's working. You know what I mean? Like, whatever. You're, I mean, wait, that's the question you, you ask in this movie. That's the I question. That, you ask? I mean, I thought it while well, I was watching it. So I, I <laughs> now listen, I'm not going to go and be like, we need an explanation, but they explained some Santa E things, right? 
They do. And like, well, and like so, I I like their 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 repeated cop out, which mm-hmm. is perfect for this Christmas movie. Christmas magic. I yeah, don't really understand it. Yeah, <laughs> he says that so many times in this film, and it's just like, all right, I get it. <laughs> I, I like him reaching into the never ending bag of presents, and yep. He's just like, why would anybody bring all this shit with them? <laughs> <laughs> it is. It or, is. Uh, I mean, go back. No, I was gonna say I, it is. It is cheeky and clever at times, and I, that's what I. But it, it doesn't try to be anything more than it is, and that's one thing these days in movies I really appreciate when movies well, so don't try I to be more than they are. Talk about cheeky! Like I laughed out loud several times during this movie. Mm-hmm. Um. Like the part where the um, what was it, Peppermint, and uh, what was the guy's name? Uh, the Home Alone reenactment. No, well, I mean that was funny, but like when they're walking together right before that, and they're talking about like the real Santa Claus, mm-hmm. and Scrooge looks at him and goes, "Who the fuck are you, people?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely hilarious to me. He's like, "Who the fuck are you, people?" Because you know, in his mind, there is no way it could actually be Santa Claus, and this—he's just dumbstruck by the way these people were acting. Oh, it's mm-hmm. wonderful. Now, I did really enjoy the Home Alone reenactment. This is this is what it is. You know, she inspiration from Saw. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, it's, it's like it, well, I, I I like the the thought that the home like the the small Home Alone like tease that we got is what home alone would have been in real life right like that's what Probably. actually happens to those to those men in yeah in that mo- in that film yeah, but like, like <laughs> that nail goes ah. through go his chin man oh it's hard ah. to watch and then like they, they make you look at it like for long seconds multiple he's times trying when he's talking <laughs> <laughs> oh. ah. Actually, you know what I really cringed about is when she gets hit in the shin with a bowling ball. Oh, dude. And I was just like, ah. <laughs> Mind you, you I you watched a man it. just get impaled by a bunch of drill bits and didn't bat an eye. <laughs> I think of how bad getting hit in the shin with a fucking bowling ball would be. And what it does it? Like, boy, that could that could like shatter your chin and then you just have oh, yeah, bones just, floating around your body. Just definitely does not feel good. No. It definitely would not feel good. But that's the thing. It, it's... But even before you get to that point, there's a lot of and then I, I really like how they don't really they don't make Santa like super indestructible either. No, which, no, which, which is what I appreciate. No, I kind of thought he, that was going to be a thing, though, like he wasn't going to be able to be hurt. Then but then he was, you know, and that was that was all right. He gets but they, they kind of tied it. But, but they, they kind of tied it all in with the whole. I, don't, I mean, the whole Norse mythology thing, which is, again, weird, but they kind of tied it all in with no one believes anymore. So that's why he's, you know, somewhat weaker. And I thought that was really interesting, too, how they it, they managed to do that. Because in the end, of course, they made belief be the thing that kind of brings him back from the brink of death. Oh, yeah. So, and, well, I, I, think, I think that was a nice touch, too. You honestly. just brought me back to life. We'll call it even. <laughs> Yeah, yeah but did you, re- you realize how when he when they that so they burned all that money for nothing? Like I mean, they didn't burn a whole lot of money. There's many, many more bags of money over there. Well, they burned half a billion dollars, she said, or half a million, something like that. But yeah. that's a lot of money. But anyway, so let's 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 go back a few steps though. And when the house gets taken over by by the these ex military guys, all dressed as you know elves and whatnot, which look always awesome. Christmas names. Yeah, but it, look, that's kind of cool, though. I mean, again, it's it works in a weird way, and I I I, I want to, I guess I'd want to have a conversation with someone who can watch this movie and be like, this movie is absolutely terrible. We would never watch this when we went skiing in the Aspens. I can't understand why you nice. would even go into this movie without. Yeah, how would you end up in the movie theater to see Violent Night without having an idea what it's actually like? Right. Like, you like see David he... Harbour on the cover. He's sucking on a candy cane, which then looks like a sharp knife. What do you think this yeah. movie's going to be about? Like, what what do you think you're Perfect. getting into? Stabby Santa I mean, Claus. On, on that note, can we talk about the candy cane kills in this? Because they're mm. top tier, right? Like, yeah. No, like it's that's, good. that's when this movie feels the most like John, like a John Wick fight scene. It's when he's just murdering people with a candy cane. And, v- like, you know, the namesake fashion, violently. Just awesomeness on the screen 
Like, like I don't know. Little, like that, it gets a little nuts though. With the, I, I think the ultra violence at some point becomes kind of a turnoff for a lot of people. But but that's exactly not for me. Movie, that's what the, the movie is called. Violent Night. It's literally in the title. So you have to be ready for that in this film. And you, Dude, he uh, clears a whole barn with a fucking 20-pound sledge. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And a snowblower, by the way. Which, as a man who owns a snowblower, what a terrible thing that would be. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. Blech. I don't know. Like So, like, well, okay, like, I, I like the candy cane part. What, what was your guys' favorite kills? Uh... I, I mean, really I do appreciate the to get him the stab in the eye with the Christmas tree, and then when he plugs it in, it sparks and kills him, and then it just slowly burns his face. Which would never actually happen. That's not how nope, electricity but works. That's, you know what, though? As he's just laying there burning, perfect. <laughs> Fair. Perfect. That's exactly so what, what I said think? when the guy, the guy in the ladder... Because of all the Home Alone references, like when the when the yeah. bowling ball came down and he was just he for some reason was holding the nail like right above his head and then it just it just mm-hmm. pounded like perfect I, I'm perfect yeah. I, I got nothing else that that's great yeah. like you see it coming from twenty miles away and you're just like yep good but you <laughs> know this movie also kind of you know this movie also kind of suffers from is the Hercules syndrome and I mean What's the that? um like the the '90s Kevin Sorbo where whenever he was fighting henchmen. They always attacked him one at a time and never with weapons. Oh, so, sure. Oh, but like yeah, these guys, I mean, so so these ex special forces guys, just twenty or thirty of them in the barn. None of them shoot Santa. He always manages to close the gap and use his his hammer. But like none of them just like you know what I'm gonna step back and just unload my weapon on him and see what happens. Like that. I mean, there's a there's a that's what John Wick is so good at doing is that doesn't happen in John Wick. No, there's real gunplay in John Wick. Yeah. But that does happen in like Roger a movie you brought up is like the the the, the, the transporter is in many yeah. films it's you have to figure out when they're creatively trying to figure out why these bad guys that are surrounding our hero wouldn't just shoot him well I mean sometimes someone went just have him them not shoot him and just keep coming at him in the in frame like okay well that's fine but in this one it kind of breaks the immersion a little bit because come on I mean I know you have Santa killing people with a with a hammer but this is a little ridiculous now, isn't it? Like, I mean, that's what was ridiculous to me is that. Isn't that isn't that crazy? I mean, this to me is Santa Claus canon. Like going <laughs> forward, every Santa Claus movie should have to pull from Violent Night. Right? I mean, I don't think that's accurate at all, but no. <laughs> I, I would love to sit down with David Harbour and like him just to tell you stories from the set and like I'll bet you he had a great time with those stunt guys too. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Listen. I just want to gush about David Harbour for a second and how awesome of a dude he is. I watched a, he had not an interview, but he, um, he played, he played world of Warcraft with some of the biggest streamers for like an hour and just talked about like, you know, his life, his experience as an actor and like comparing it to like them as like, you know, guys that are, you know, on Twitch. But then he talked about like, you know, he talked about this film for, for like a good, like 10 minutes and just gushed about how much fun he had with the guys that like, like making this movie. So he, he had a great time. And I just like, you know, his, his whole demeanor and his whole outlook, you know, on the on what he is as an actor. It's just he just seems like a really cool dude. I've also seen him on Hot Ones and it, and it was a similar thing. He just seems like a down to earth guy. And like, like he had a he has a lot of fun playing the roles he grabs. Well, yeah, like he's the kind of guy that like appreciates being who he is mm-hmm, and being yeah. able to do things like that. Where look, there's a lot of people if they end up in a role like Violent Night, like they just mail this in. Right. Mm-hmm, like it's yeah. just a paycheck. It's just a bloody beat him up or whatever. But like, it seems to me legitimately that he has fun with this. And, you know, then because of that, I appreciate this movie even more. Look, I mean, let's let's just be honest here. This movie is not an excellent movie, right? Oh, no. Right. But this is like a three out of ten. Right. Yeah. This movie is one of the ones where, like, I say it all the time that fun matters. Yep. And this movie is fun as hell. (laughs) And this might be one of terrible. But it's this definitely one of the, there. But this might be one of the prime examples of fun matters, because yeah. even like the fight when they're in the in the manger, like that's pure schlock and pure stupid yeah. ridiculous. But it worked Fine. because it's it works within universe. You know, of these characters acting how they do. Like that one woman, the 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 almost divorced wife, 
for some yeah. reason having shooting experience shooting at these soldiers. It come in, okay, great, fine. She whatever. shot a guy I in the balls. It. Perfect. She did, and and he, he kept saying, "You shot me in the balls. balls you shot me in the balls. balls. <laughs> you shot me in the balls." Yeah, I did like you kept saying that as the scene went on. You shot me in the balls. <laughs> yeah. You could just keep hearing him say that. I thought that was very clever too. You know why I kept saying it? Because he was very sad. <laughs> because Once he got that happens, shot in the balls. There's, there's no going back. Once something, once you get shot no in the balls, back from there's look. You can get all the plastic surgery and all the medical help in the world you want, but I don't think we can do that. I don't. I think you're never going to be able to use that again. <laughs> Irreparable damage. Yes, I'm. 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 Same with a bowling ball crushing you between the legs, which could have happened in this movie, I guess. But yeah, I guess it didn't. No one got hit in the nuts with a bowling ball. Which well, she honestly, like, a woman got hit a bit in the of crotch, a, but bit of a yeah, yeah, she did right, right in the old taint, <laughs> bowling mm, ball, the old taint. taint. <laughs> there were several moments when people got hurt. like. Okay, so these guys getting hit with a sledge. Did you guys kind of like wince a little bit with some of these? Some of these kills with the sledgehammer. So, oh yeah, with some oh, of these, yeah. When he hits that guy in the arm, like full on, just whacks him with it, just like in the upper arm, just like, oh, <laughs> that'd be terrible. Yeah, well, at, at some point, someone's got their leg like fully extended, and he hits him right in the shin, and you hear yep. the crack. This just, you know, that bone just exploded. Yeah, no, I don't need that. Nope. <laughs> Everybody's sad. <laughs> you know, it's great because I mean. I love when the when we get these films that are like we get to we get to really they really heighten the sound of like bones breaking and tendons snapping and you wouldn't hear it but you hear it because it's a movie and they want you to hear the sound and really digest it so that that's also great is but I, I don't agree with what you said Chris about the writing being three out of ten I want to go back to that for one second so so I, I don't mean writing I I, I mean story is what I mean like story's well, not great. It depends on how you mean it, because I mean, look, okay, look, this is this is—is is it fair to say this is Die Hard meets Home Alone? I mean, they weren't hiding uh, that. Sure, sure. With so, Santa Claus. Yeah. Well, the thing is, so Die Hard meets Home Alone, but with that, I mean, both of those movies had a fair amount of schlock with them. They had a fair amount of absolutely ridiculous, asinine stuff that you just kind of have to accept in universe, and we and we do, and we did. So. There's no surprise when this one is extra campy, but is that a bad thing? No, I don't think so. I don't think so, so at all. I mean, the, the 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 hook for Santa was that there was a kid there. He would have absolutely skipped out. He'd have been gone had it not been for the kid. A kid, a so, believer kid too. A kid that that's believed. the thing. That was that was the important thing. She was on the well, nice list. Well, there's a little bit of complexity here too. Is we don't. We never really find out what happened to Mrs. Claus, do we? We just know that he has a past, you know, thousands of years ago in Viking times. Yeah. Right? Well, Is that fair? Him and Mrs. Claus have been here, what, 1,100 years, he says? Yeah, long, a long time. So there is some surprising amount of complexity when I thought it was interesting because I knew exactly what was on the card when they were exchanging gifts. And he's like, oh, don't worry about reading the card. And she read it and paused oh, yeah. for a second. We look. By then, if you don't know what's written on the card, you, oh, yeah. you should you should know what's written on the card. But that was an interesting turn of events, especially the way she reacted, knowing what we knew had to be on the card. Mm-hmm. Is I've I've done it. It, it. it was me. I've cleaned you out. You know, and then she didn't react any other way except, okay, okay. This, this is between me and my son. Private between yeah, us. Noted. <laughs> and I do like. It's a weird. I mean, it's a weird kind of hero moment. You know, I love my hero moments when she's saying, Santa, you have to keep fighting. You have to save us. And he's like, kid, 20 more guys just showed up all armed. Mm-hmm. I got nothing left. I think this is where I'm done. You yep. know, I, like it's a weird kind of. It's a weird it's a weird movie to put that kind of hero moment in it. But I really kind of dug it the way he's the way he's got this weird charm talking to this girl on the radio and still managing to like save the day. I thought that was really above the material that we were given. And it was, it was to me, it was surprising and I was happy to have it. I don't know how to, I mean, Santa Claus is Santa Claus has seen some shit, right? Like he's been around for a long time. You know, he's beat people to death with hammers before. And 
yeah, you know, he's a little soft. He's let himself go a little bit. But, you know, if you need a hero, Santa Claus is the guy that will step up for you every time. Right? Especially especially if you're a believer. Yeah. Santa's what about you, Chris? You, I mean, I'm curious well, to hear what you would say about that. Well, so, I mean, kind of in a similar vein, I, I think I have a more important question. Like, you know, this Santa Claus, he he's in this movie. He gets he takes his licks, but he's an unstoppable killing machine. Would you agree with that, Grayson? You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. He's well trained. Okay, so, yeah, so he's a well trained, you know, methodical, un you know, unstoppable killing machine. Do you think that this is comparable and even a better Terminator movie? Ah, oh, I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> it depends on what Terminator movie. Anything after two, probably, but not the first one. <laughs> That's fair. I, I like that response. Well, I mean, Perfect. look, I, I look. I mean, look. My my whole thing is give credit where it's due. I won't give you anything past the first two Terminator films. Nothing. But I mean, I'll give you almost anything past the first two Terminator movies. So I mean, as far as quality and better movies and what, but yeah, no, I I definitely can't give you that. But I I, I know what you're thinking, and it's it's a different kind of energy, but it is kind of very yeah. similar in, in that same vein. Yeah, no, I get you. Good call. Thanks for being a good sport. Of course, always. You know, I I, I know movies I, I love suck, but you know I got to keep loving them anyway. So you know, I there's a lot in this movie that made makes it worth watching. What about the what about the cringe? Was there anything you're like? I was like, okay, maybe that was a reindeer too far. Any 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 like oh God, really things you didn't like? That was that was cringe. Boo! But Thank like you. so, <laughs> I mean, I think kind of why I said what I did about the story of the movie, just some of the things they the tropes they get, they usually get from point A to point B, you know what I mean? They're kind of eye rolly, but you're not there for that. You're there for what gets you to the next murderous fight scene. So it's forgivable though. So yeah, there's plenty of eye rolly cringe in this movie, but it's because we want to see the next guy get whatever metal object jammed into their leg that we get to see, you know, which is what, where the payoff is for this film. Yeah, the uh, the cringe is built in to continue the story. I think, yeah, like yeah. there's something you just be like, ugh, and then it just moves right along. <laughs> I mean, a lot of the interaction between the family are just douchey. I mean, the whole one side of the family is just morons. So there's that. I did listen. I did really appreciate that the kid's name is Bertrude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bertrude. Yeah. Bertrude so. and Gertrude and yeah. yeah. I also I, I belly laughed when um when the dumb boyfriend uh, escapes out the window and then the wife is like, He's gonna save us all and then he runs. Like I laughed at that. Even though even though you see it coming from a mile away, it's just like eh, that's funny. Yep, that's the guy from Never Back Down, the bad guy. Well that's that's Cam Gigandad. Wait, that's that's why he's he's kind of built a career on being the guy that you hate in movies. And look if look, if long as you know what you're good at, you're Pays good at the bills, it. man. Pays yeah. the bills. <laughs> Listen, yeah, I will be a token shit. bad guy in every movie. I don't give a shit. I mean, they get paid clear, like and that's fine yeah. by me. That's, yeah, right. that's right. Yeah, I mean, it's, money spends just the same as your villain or a hero. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cam getting that is that's that's uh, what kind of what he does. But how mm-hmm. uh, things I didn't like, I, I guess there wasn't much I didn't like. Uh, it was a good length. I thought it was. It didn't I, I overstay its welcome. If, if it would have been a longer movie, that would have been like, I don't know about all this, but. You know, it's it's a solid what hundred minutes, right? right it, it it isn't too long. I don't think it's I don't even think it's that long, but it isn't it isn't bad. Hundred twelve minutes, I, th- I think, is what it says here. Hundred twelve, which isn't terrible. Um, I I did the last act might, depending on how you see it, story wise, could be a little too much. When he when he had that personal fight with uh, Scrooge. What do you guys make of that? I mean, I thought it was hilarious that he just chased him down in the woods and jumped on like a a stone sled. <laughs> like that was kind of weird. Like he couldn't well, have just have taken something else or had his reindeer actually show up and be useful for something. Well, no, yeah. but he yells at them later for not showing up. Yeah, and then, for not being there for just leaving yeah. him to die, basically going, going to get his extra sack, mm-hmm. as they called it. But I, I did sack. enjoy. I, I thought the ending of the film was a little more heavier than it should have been, given the what was going on in Violent Night. But <laughs> the death of Santa Claus weighed heavy. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, it's the whole thing. They're recreating the image that you kept seeing several times. With the, it would start on him and on his helmet, and then it would it would, it would track out for about three three or four seconds. It, it, I mean, it was recreating those visuals: the the the, the dark, the fire, the snow around him. Um, it was show. I mean, it was it was making that link there, but it. But I mean, the fact that he fist fought with weapons, this guy was, I, I think, like kind of a cherry on top for me. I can see how some people would be like, "Oh my god, this is too much," but it, it was the cherry for me. It was it was you know a perfect ending to a movie that I was really enjoying. Dude, he pulls the magic thing and pulls him up through the <laughs> up through the chimney of the outdoor fireplace. Wonderful. Oh god, yeah. Like like oh, the fact that they oh. used that to get a kill. Yep. Bravo. Awesome. And he was just folded in half. Yep. Just <laughs> broken pieces sticking out. Ew. I didn't know what was going to happen when Leguizamo picked up the the scroll. I didn't know. That's the I one thing that I was nifty know. when he sees his own his own stuff. Yeah, but it does that matter a whole lot. I mean, it, it helps solidify that it's actually Santa Claus to him. Yeah, and that goes well, a long way there. Well, that sets up, you know, the last kill because he says, you know, as long as you believe. So since he believed, he was able to kind of like kind of go with him. I think is what mm-hmm. it is. Like, like he All was right, he had enough belief power to use his his chimney magic. His chimney, which, which chimney he was having a tough magic. time using. Yeah. Well, he I was having really a tough time how using. It works. It. Just hit your nose, go up a chimney. That's mm-hmm. how Santa does it. What else you guys want to talk about before before we score it? I don't think I have much else for this one. I just like I don't know. I I the cast was fine. You know, I think Trudy does a great job actually. Like I think yeah. you know for a kid actor, you know, it's it's always a risk, right? So when, when she says shove it up their asses, and he's like, <laughs> I don't know, that's inappropriate. She's like up their buttholes, and he's yeah. like, that's still not no. She's like anuses. He's like, yep. We're gonna go with anuses. Yeah, and I do like I, I do like the callback later on, the full circle. So yep. it's good. Shove it up there. It is. It is. It, it's it's clever, especially in the way they do. There's several callbacks in this one, which I appreciate too. But yep. I, I I I gotta hand it to this movie. One thing it's done is it's taken a an incredibly violent rated R movie and somehow kept turned it into some, a family film. Yeah, I was some semblance of like a, a young girl who's now still believes in Santa Claus the whole time, and she maintains her like childhood innocence the entire movie with these brutal killings in Santa Claus with Skull Crusher and Savage I got to hand to him, I got That's that's impressive in its own like to to the writers that's impressive because not a lot of people can pull that off. Sure. Yeah, I, I, that to me that's you know kind of a cool thing. I want I'd love to talk to the writers about this, but I really enjoyed this one. I don't understand. <laughs> There's a lot to me that I don't get about people in movies is why aren't people going to watch more movies? You know, whatever the reason is these days, COVID price, whatever the reason is, this should absolutely be a fun evening or afternoon with some friends or a family or a date. Even, you know, if you take someone to, if you take someone you like to watch this movie and they don't laugh one bit and you do well there, at least, you know, (laughs) at least, you know, they're not right for you. So it's not meant to be. Nope. How did you watch this guy? How did you, Roger, who did you watch this with? Your wife, I hope? Uh, I watched this with my wife. She loved it. Thought it was hilarious. Um, Good. I'm glad. We, we went to an 11 a.m. show, and there was actually multiple people in there. I thought for sure we'd be the only folks in the movie theater, but we weren't. So yeah, my, my nice. My showing was similar. It was just me, but um, it was, there was uh, probably like eight or nine other people, uh, like four or five other groups, just, you know, in there having a good time. I heard a couple of laughs throughout the film. Yeah, so. heard yeah. some laughs. Yeah, and they good. were they were appropriately time lapsed too. Like they yep, weren't yep. agreed. Not just you know. I was like, hey, that's funny too. Yeah. Yep. Perfect. Good. I really hope this movie gets its its uh, another boost closer to Christmas. I really do. I I wanted to clear a hundred, but it's not going to get get close to a hundred, unfortunately. But I would though I would like it to. But let's end it up then. Let's score this mamma jamma, and I'll okay. go first. Okay, you Ooh, will go first. Everybody go wants to go first. Yeah, well. I want to be as fair as I can in this movie, and I, I, you guys know I have a problem with movies I really like. I tend to be a little, a little more generous too. But to mm-hmm. me, this is this is a five and a half. I can recommend this to anyone. I can say, hey, as long as you go in there with an open mind and want to laugh, you're going to have a great time. I, I thought it was a little better written than I think you guys are going to give it credit for. I liked. I thought David Harbor was great in this role. Uh, I thought the girl was great. There's a lot of great things going on here. 
Uh, I want to give it a five and a half. I don't think it quite deserves a six, but I think a five and a half is where it's going to sit for me. Okay. Grace, you want to go? Yeah, yeah, I'll go. So I'm going to go a whole point higher than you, Grace. I'm going to go, I'm going to go to six and a half. Because, you know, the story, you know, feeling, you know, a little cliche or whatever you want to call it or just generic is fine for this film. Because that's not why you're here. You're here for the violence that's going to ensue. You're here for David Harbour's Santa Claus just kicking ass and just destroying people in different fashions. And the movie has some cool call outs. Um, it's got some some nice touches. The Home Alone scene, for example, was I, I thought just perfectly executed and just gives just shows the kind of charm that's in the film. Um, I think, yeah, it's like I said, six and a half. This movie was fun. It was exactly what this movie needed to be. Fit, it fits it. Good. Um, so I was actually also going to go with the six and a half. Um, like I think Violent Light is, it's a fun movie and like I am always proponent of fun matters. Um, but that being said, it's not just fun. Like it's clever and that's important. Um, the action is actually very well done as well in most, you know, most parts. And they took the time to think some of this stuff out. Like Chris had just mentioned the home alone scene, like to actually have the balls with something like that in a movie like this, you know, it's smart and it works and it definitely fits the tone of this movie is is with the ultra violent side of it. So like, look, this movie's not for kids. It's not for families. It's for adults who want to have fun with a, a different kind of Christmas movie, right? And I think it does a very good job at it. And I will absolutely recommend this to anybody um, that wants a different take on a Christmas movie. So six and a half for me. Good, good. I'm glad we're all above above a five. I was worried that we weren't going to be above a five. But I'm, I think this movie does not a seven or an eight, but certainly above a five. So glad. I'm glad we all enjoyed it. I had a good time with it. All right, gentlemen. This has been episode 308A of For the Love of Cinema. Each new episode hey. posts every... Tuesday and Friday on at 5 a.m. on the podcast service of of the following five of your choice. A little stumped on words there. Apple Podcast, Podbean, Google Podcast, Spotify, Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter at Love Cinema Pod. I am at Grayson Maxwell One. I am at Rod Stillian. No, I'm Christopher Bond. Who has no Twitter, as he always says. Send us an email to for the love of cinema podcast at gmail.com. And next week. We're going to be taking a look at Pinocchio, the Guillermo del Toro, the Guillermo Pinocchio on Netflix, and also uh, Avatar. I'm very excited about this. Avatar. Avatar The Last Airbender by M. Yes. Night Shyamalan. Yes, we're going to yes. look at that one. Yes, thank you. It was you. trash. <laughs> <laughs>